Hi everyone, Carmen Carrion here. I am excited to tell you about a new podcast, Fringe Network Alien State. It's a known fact that the government has shown interest in UFOs, but now we are seeing it more and more as new details come out every day. Who are the people coming forward with these stories and why now? Join host MJ Banius as he takes listeners on a journey like none other to meet the people who are choosing to speak up. Banius, the co-founder and editor at The Debrief, has been covering the otherworldly as a romantic skeptic for nearly a decade. From his years of experience, he knows nothing is ever as it seems. He'll talk to real-life men in black who are coming forward for the first time to talk about the investigations inside this strange world and the U.S. government's obsession with UFOs and the paranormal. You may think that you know everything you need to know about the universe, but listen to Fringe Network Alien State, and that may change. I mean, for a guy like me that plays guitar for a living, I was like, what the f*** have I done? This is Tom DeLonge, former guitarist and singer for the pop-punk band Blink-182, a band that needs no introduction if you went to middle school in the early 2000s. Signed our first record deal, and I remember the very first check we got, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go spend like half of this right now on a computer so I can just like start looking at UFO shit. I was working on something that could change the world. Tom DeLonge helped release something that turned my world upside down. And dear listener, he might have changed yours too, whether you know it or not. As for me, I've been covering the unexplainable for about a decade. It's been a long winding path that put me behind the microphone for this transmission. It started for me in 2011, when a friend told me I should meet a guy who, for the sake of protecting his identity, I'm going to call Roy. Roy and I agreed to meet at a small coffee shop in Winnipeg. That's in Canada. He waves me over to his table. He's a middle-aged man, a big guy, wearing heavy boots and a plaid shirt. I introduced myself. He looked me up and down, and, and then like a dam breaking, he began to tell me his story. One night, while he was in bed, three or four small gray beings entered his bedroom. They were about four feet tall with large, dead black eyes. Their mouths never moved or opened. They glided in, silent and calm, as if this was routine. They approached Roy in bed and held something above his head. It was a silvery tube with a sharp point, like a metallic icicle. The sharp point slowly descended. Roy just lay there frozen with fear as this device edged closer and closer. And then he felt the sharp point touch his head, sending a jolt of cool electricity through his body. He blacked out. The next morning, he woke up in bed, drenched with sweat. Sitting across from me, Roy took a sip of his coffee. He looked around as if to make sure no one was listening, spying. Then, he pulled up a photo on his phone and showed it to me. It was a picture of his scalp. A large, bloody gash was visible under blood-soaked hair. He said this happened several times a week, for nearly a year. These visitors appeared just as Roy's life started to unravel. He told me he'd hurt his neck and he had to leave his job. 
he was relying on disability payments to survive. His wife and adult son left him. His life was no longer recognizable to him, and it was in that moment that these unrecognizable creatures showed up. When I met Roy, I was doing research into subcultures, people who existed at the fringe of society. I didn't really believe his story, at least in the same way he did. I thought, this guy needs to see a doctor or a therapist. After this meeting, I knew I wanted to understand Roy and people like him. Believers, experiencers, people who know that aliens, poltergeists, and the things that go bump in the night exist. To be clear, I've never had an experience myself, and I'm not really a believer. I consider myself a romantic skeptic. I need evidence, but I'm open-minded enough to know we have a limited understanding of this strange existence. I started seeking out more people like Roy. My work led me to eventually become Vice's go-to weird shit journalist for a while. Then, with some other journalists, I started The Debrief a news site where we cover stuff that seems sci-fi with journalistic integrity. Roy put me on that path. Then in 2016, that path forked. I started hearing from men with legitimate government credentials who claimed they'd worked on some pretty out-there programs or seen some very weird shit. People like a medical doctor who told me he was involved in a large-scale medical study involving military personnel who had been injured by UFOs. I thought back to Roy's silent visitors. These were stories that chipped away at my understanding of reality and forced me to wonder, are these things real? Maybe the truth is out there. As I dug into the claims these government men were making, I started to feel like a journalist out of a B-movie. I was convinced that my email had been hacked I bought a massive whiteboard. Push pins and red yarn were probably next. It was maddening. As enticing as the bits of information I was getting were, they didn't form a solid picture. There was enough to imagine, but never enough concrete evidence. If there was a smoking gun or a smoking spacecraft, it seemed like all I was going to see was the smoke. And then... Less than a year later, in 2017, these videos came out. Videos of unidentified flying objects that looked like nothing from this planet. My little project exploded into the headlines, and it happened. Because of the Blink-182 guy? For a while, it seemed like Tom DeLonge's obsession was just a bad joke. People thinking I'm crazy... Or, or laughing it off. I just go, I know things you don't. And I think a lot of the time they wanted to get me on there because they knew I would say something crazy. When the WikiLeaks stuff came out? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, oh my God. I was like shitting my pants. But somehow, DeLong's company led the release of videos that are now infamous. Roger, <laughs> Roger. Once these were out, everything changed the U.S. government start talking about getting to the bottom of unexplainable sights in the sky, and they weren't ruling out otherworldly visitors. We've been told now that this is the real deal, that the information is credible, that this is stuff we should no longer laugh at. 
and I don't think we should laugh about it. But I know from nearly a decade covering the weird beat, nothing is ever what it seems. I wanted to get into the government to learn the secrets of what the heck's really going on. You guys don't mind going in the bathroom real quick? Go ahead. No, no, I mean all of us so we can strip down, make sure there's no covert mics. I mean, the whole thing is just sketchy. I'm MJ Benias. From something else, this is Fringe Network, season one, Alien State. This is f***ing real, and it's real importance, and it's not all good. Fringe Network, Alien State, available now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes, or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the clip, listen to Fringe Network Alien State now. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to binge all episodes or listen weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Give it a listen and your understanding of the universe may change. Remember, stay safe out there because this world is a strange one.